How do you leverage emotional intelligence to create the life, relationship, and business of your dreams? I've spent over a decade studying, speaking, and coaching on emotional intelligence. And in this podcast, I share the exact principles and strategies my clients have used to earn seven-figure incomes, heal their relationships, get engaged after years of failed relationships, and step into their authentic power to become the leaders they came here to be. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Marcy Miyake Show. This is probably going to be one of the last episodes of 2023. Today I hopped on Instagram just feeling really inspired to do a live on three things you must do before the end of the year to help you feel empowered, inspired, and motivated to start 2024. And it was so funny as I was speaking, as I was sharing these three points, I was like, hey, this needs to become a podcast where I can unpack it a little bit more. And obviously it was meant to be because when I went to share that live on to my feed, it disappeared. So here we are. So let's get started. Number one, the one thing, one of the three things that you need to do before the end of the year is to pause and reflect. This is so important. A lot of us are so busy being busy. We wear this busyness like a badge of honor, but luckily due to a lot of people just talking about the nonsensicalness of being busy for no real reason, it's no longer something people are proud of before be like, oh, I'm so busy and busy. Now it's when we say, oh, I'm so busy, it almost shows a lack of time management, a lack of priorities, a lack of boundaries, a lack of life leadership, because we shouldn't be busting at the seams in our lives. We shouldn't be so busy that our goal setting and our priorities and our visioning you know, gets left behind. We need to be living for ourselves first. You know, especially as mothers, we are so used to, you know, Christmas time. You know, I have both of my kids' birthdays in December. It becomes crazy season. And I'm very conscious of taking times to pause. Now, I am fortunate that, you know, I don't have like two breastfeeding age children. I have Dan home a couple of weeks over this Christmas holiday. So I do get to have, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to myself. And I do that when the kids go to bed. I look at my goals for next year. I look at what I have done this past year. How successful was I? Now, success isn't just business to me. Success is my relationship with Dan. Success is how I am as a parent. Success is how I've showed up for my community. Success is how I've showed up for humanity. Success is how I've showed up for my close friends. So I look at how I have done this year. That's the reflection and just really taking a very deliberate pause. So when we think about public speaking, we know that there is so much power in that pause, knowing when to allow for silence. You know, a sign of a really great communicator is someone who knows just when to let there be clear air. And that 
allows you to show up with authority. It allows people to think you're an amazing speaker. But that really just points to the power of the pause. That an intentional pause actually shows a lot of confidence when we speak. You know, people sometimes that lack confidence and have like nervous energy, they want to talk the whole time. They want to fill up the space because they're like not comfortable in their own bodies. They're not really comfortable being in the frequency of other people. And it just doesn't show up powerfully. Now, I want you to take that same perspective in your overall life. When you don't pause, it means that you're almost a victim to everybody else's priorities. And it means you haven't put enough boundaries in place for you to focus on the things that are really important. And it's so vital that we take this pause, that we take this metaphoric deep breath, an actual deep breath, and really just ask ourselves some specific questions. So there are so many end of year questions you can ask. I'm going to put a link to a free resource in the show notes of some questions you can ask. I've taken our academy through these. We really like deep dove into these, but I always say that you don't have to do everything extensively. Like you may want to pick out a couple questions that you're really going to reflect on. Whereas some people who really enjoy the process of journaling um, will do all of the questions. And I'm really of the mind that if If you need to really force it, like not everybody is going to meditate for an hour. Not everybody is going to journal for an hour. So to say you have to answer every single one of these exhaustively is I think a little um, missing the mark in terms of honoring what people's preferences are and also what's going to be most useful to us. So let's say, for example, we're not a big journaler. For you to sit down, it's going to feel like so laborious to sit down and have to write out all the answers to these questions. Whereas if you just sit back and think like, okay, these are the three questions I'm really feeling intuitively I need to uh, reflect on, that's going to be a lot more powerful than you trying to like, you know, like grip and grit yourself right through the process. So taking the time to pause and reflect. And there's this saying that we use in business, we use in spiritual practice, it's that slowing down to speed up. And when you are in so much of the doing in the 3D, it seems counterintuitive to slow down to speed up. But if the the purpose of the slowing down is to make sure that you're being intentional, because like I said in the beginning is you can be really, really busy doing not a lot. And then what's the point? You were busy your whole life, but what did you actually achieve? The only way we know that we are climbing the right mountain is that we pause and we assess, hmm, is this the mountain I want to climb? Yes, it is. Let's, let's get back in there. Okay. So number two is to realign or rework your goals. So now that you've taken some time to pause and reflect and really take some learnings from this year to really celebrate your wins, to cut some energetic ties, to close those energetic uh, openings, um, now it's a, like time to look at whether you have a vision board or an action board or you have a, a list of goals. If you don't have that, take this as a huge sign that you need to do that for this year to set yourself up. But if you already, I'm going to work from the premise that you already have that. So look at your goals, look at your vision board or your action board. Does it still light you up? Because if it still lights you up, great. Now it's the 
it's the the main focus will be to ground back into that to feel really in alignment with that how does it feel to achieve those things what do i need to do to achieve those things but if you're looking at that list or you're looking at that board and it is not exciting to you like i have a couple things on my action board from last year that i am like i'm i'm like not as excited about that so it's not going to be a huge driver for me this year. And that's totally okay. I can um, choose something else. I can rework my goals. And then for the things that still feel super aligned, okay, let's do this. And I just refocus and ground into that, um, the energy of receiving the thing. So sometimes we look at um, we're, we can be self-critical in that, oh, we had a goal last year, but it's not lighting me up anymore. And we can see it as flaky or n- non-committal. And that's not the, f- the truth. The truth is, is that you're supposed to grow. The truth is your goals should evolve. The truth is my goals from in my 20s are radically different to my goals now in my 30s. When I look back, because I have I have documented all of that. When I look at, at my goals in my 20s, it's so, I mean, I I love myself at that point, but it's funny to see that a lot of them were like achievement, almost ego-based. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wherever you are in your journey is exactly where you need to be. It was exactly where I needed to be at that time, but it was like, you know, have earned this much and write this book. And, and it was all like achievement in in that regard. Whereas now my goals are more around, you know, what type of mother am I being? What type of relationship do I have? And so it does that mean that my goals in my 20s don't matter or it means that like, oh, I'm so scattered and I don't know what I'm doing? No, what it means is I'm evolving as a person. And if you are looking at your goals from last year and they're just not feeling as aligned, that take that as a signal of your growth. You are growing and your goals should evolve. So I think we need to lean into that more of, of being okay with like pivoting. Um, this is very much in the feminine flow where we can look at something and realize it doesn't feel fully aligned anymore and we want to do something else. Now, of course, there's always the extreme of things in that if you're always doing that, you're like super excited on a Monday and then Tuesday, you're like, oh, who even cares? And then Thursday, you're like, I'm so excited for this new project. Okay. Then we need to have the self-awareness to be like, okay, I'm not being grounded. I am not showing showing up with integrity. I am not honoring my word. I'm not keeping my promises to myself. That is a very different thing. Um, than what I'm speaking about here. What I'm speaking about is giving yourself full permission for your goals to evolve even year on year, right? And this is why, you know, in the corporate world, we look at like three to five year planning and visioning. But in reality, if we are growing, like in terms of our personal growth, and if we are quantum leaping in, in terms of like, let's say our emotional intelligence, let's say in terms of our spirituality, then three years is an insane amount of time to have the exact same goal. Now, if you have the exact same money goal, that totally makes sense. But if you have different um, life goals and different life priorities, like for example, if 
this year you have a certain goal for the next three to five years, but then next year you fall in love and get pregnant and you get married. Well, I will tell you right now, there's a really good chance that your goals are going to change. And that doesn't mean anything about your character. What it means is you are evolving and your life is changing and we must um, kind of address what is. We can't be living in the past. We are living into our future and we get to change that. So number two is to realign or rework those goals. And number three, this is something that is so important that we often overlook, and that is to actually make the commitment. So at the end of the year, if you are ahead of the curve, you are really thinking about this past year. You are giving gratitude. You are thinking about the lessons that you have learned. You are thinking about the the mistakes that you've made. One of the most courageous things that you can do is like look at your failures and be like, wow, that so that didn't show up the way that I wanted it to. And really being honest with yourself about that, that's super important to be able to do that and not be like avoidant and pretend it didn't exist and then think that you are in alignment to create a new goal. That's not how it works. To have energetic clarity, we have to be willing to look at where we sucked. We have to be willing to look at where we failed in certain areas and be honest with ourselves about about why we didn't achieve that goal. So then we create these new goals or realign to our current goals. And if you, like I said, if you're ahead of the curve, you're doing that now. And then a lot of people like feel so proud. They've just finished their action board. They've written out all their goals and all of that. And they feel great. Maybe they've even written out a reverse bucket list and they've done all the processes and the practices and all the manifestation techniques And if they close up their laptop or they close up their journal and they step away, they haven't fully decided. The decision isn't made when we think to ourselves, yes, I'm going to do that. The decision is only solidified when we take one action towards the thing. So let's say, for example, last night I was actually working on my action board and it was really fun. And I was really being honest with myself about what felt good and like, why was I really placing this image or this word here? Like, did it really create some emotion within me? Um, we did a vision board workshop and then we really just brought ourselves into alignment of why this is a powerful process. And then we kind of went on our own to create the, the action board. And when I was doing it, I was like, okay, this is what I want to create. And as I was wrapping up, as I was like, okay, I'm done for tonight, even though I wasn't even done, but I had put some things on there. I was like, what can I do? So I wrote down action steps that I can take. And that was my, cause this was like at midnight, right? So it wasn't like I was going to start, you know, making phone calls. So I just wrote down some steps because that was my one commitment. That was me taking that energy and that frequency. Cause here's the thing, when the most powerful part of your action board is actually when you are creating it. And if you can channel those emotions and that excitement and that motivation and that inspiration to actually do something, one small thing, that's that, that's your point of decision, not creating the action board. So if you're in a position to, like let's say it's in the morning, the start of your business day, you can really run with that. Mine was in the middle of the night. I did what I could with it, but that was my commitment. You have to take a specific action. And if you do these three things, you're going to feel so much better going into 2024. Because one of the things is like, of course, December 31st is an arbitrary day. Like it really doesn't mean anything. But 
why not make it mean something? Why not make it be a symbolic new fresh start? And if you do want it to be a fresh start, and if you do want to go a different direction, maybe you're not heading exactly the direction you want to go, then you have to do something um, almost ritualistic and a real intention around creating a new energy around what you want to create. And I would really encourage you to do that because you deserve to have a fresh start. You deserve to feel excited about the new year. You deserve to feel like anything is possible. You deserve to let go of all the negativity from this year. You deserve to take in all the lessons for next year. Like you deserve to have that. So if you can anchor into that deservingness and you can anchor into that excitement and that like joy, like when, when we, like Dan and I were saying today, Luke is bouncing around this morning. We're like, oh my gosh, imagine waking up with that energy and not even needing a coffee. We get to have that. Like we have to understand that that's actually our natural state. Right. And we've just veered so far from that because we've allowed life to happen. And I just want to share with you that you can actually inch your way closer to that. But it starts with a decision. And it starts with you, yes, being a little bit pragmatic and doing steps sometimes. And these are just three things that I would really encourage you to do before the end of the year to make sure that 2024 is your best year yet.